triangle, right? I, I figured it out. Voice of reason, the, the solid, uh, hold it down, the beige rage, and the agitator. The Breakfast Club. Everyone just kept telling me to prep for this. One word to describe The Breakfast Club would be black. Impact in the culture. People watch The Breakfast Club for, like, news and really be tuned in, man. I don't even know what to call The Breakfast Club. It's like brunch. Envy, Yee, and Charlemagne. Wake that ass up, get out of bed, and listen to The Breakfast Club. I'm waking up. Yo 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 Hey Angela Yee's here. What up, ma'am? Hey, good morning, ma'am. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Nope. I'm gonna do that again. Yeah, let's try one more time. Don't don't be coming in here feeling yourself because you got your little nasty ass Mark Anthony shirt on. All right, you okay? need to calm down first. All right, of all. now okay. let's do this again. Okay, sorry. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Pump day. <laughs> Man, I'm back in the studio, but again, the internet's not working on this laptop. Yeah, it's trash. We need new laptops, but it is what it is. How's everybody feeling today? Um, I feel better. I mean, yesterday I was on edge waiting for this. Derek Chauvin verdict to come in. I was on edge. I went for a run in the park. I was like, I need to go outside. I don't know what's going to happen today. Fortunately, guilty, guilty, guilty. Yeah, I wasn't feeling nothing yesterday. And um, I'm really still not feeling nothing today, you know, because I'm so used to feeling injustice in, in these types of cases that I don't even know what justice feels like, you know. But I do know that um, this, this can't be a one-off. Like, mm-hmm. I, I hope this is a culture-shifting moment that leads to some real systemic change. I, I I would assume the George Floyd Policing Act is it because, you know, they have in there that you can abolish qualified immunity, which would hold the police officers directly responsible. I think the only thing that can ever keep police officers from making these kind of mistakes is if their pensions are threatened or if they get real prison time. Like, we hope that, uh, what's the guy's name? Derek Chauvin gets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we still have, what, eight weeks until he gets sentenced. Yeah. But we'll talk more about that this morning. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I thought I was going to feel a lot happier. You know what I mean? But it was one of those things. It was like, all right, one down and a million to go. Yeah, I don't know if happiness is the word simply because, like, you know, we know that this will happen again. I mean, it happened it again yesterday. Right. You know, and it happens every day. And we so, know a man lost his life. Yeah. And they're never mm-hmm. getting that back. Never that's why that, that's why that Los Angeles Raiders tweet was so stupid. Who's that? The Oakland Raiders? Who's that? Somebody. Mm-hmm. One of the Raiders tweeted that out yesterday. They tweeted out, I can breathe. Like, shut up. Shut the F up forever. Okay, George Floyd has never taken another breath ever again. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what are you talking about? Who cares if you can breathe? And then Nancy Pelosi saying that he sacrificed his life. No, mm-hmm. he was murdered. Well, I, I, I heard that, and I, I can understand why people are upset, but we say the same thing about Jesus. <laughs> we do. Mm-hmm. We say the same exact thing about Jesus. So I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't take that anyway when I heard that. Well, I just want to shout out to uh, everybody that's on those front lines marching in every city that's been that's out right. there from the beginning. Drop a bomb for them. I mean, you guys stayed on the front line and kept the pressure on their neck. Shout to our leaders, Tamika Mallory, my son. Um, I want to shout to everybody out there that just kept putting it on their social media. You might not thought that it helped, but I'm sure that it helped 150%. Just shout to everybody that was out for the cause. I mean, because... 
There was times when we all couldn't be out there, but you guys were out there on those front lines, continuing to pre put pressure, continuing to, you know, put your bodies and your safety at hand when they were shooting rubber bullets and shooting gas containers and and all that other stuff. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, I mean thank those are you. those are the people who have devoted their life to that mm. work. That's mm. why I don't I don't I don't take kindly to Tamika Mallory slander. You know, simply yeah. because she's out there on the front line. She's been in Minnesota the past few days right, right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? She gets death threats all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. She's always on the front line. So, I, you know, I don't, I don't, like, I don't take kindly to Tamika Mallory slander at all. But, yeah, like I said, I, I'm so used to feeling injustice, I don't even know what justice feels like. But uh, I hope this is a culture-shifting moment that right. leads to some real systemic change through policy. Because mm -hmm. policy is the only thing that's going to slow these police killings down. All right. All right, well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? Well, we will give you some information on what happened with Derek Chauvin being found guilty of all three charges. What happens next? All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. We about to get it on. Hey, morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. All right, where are we starting, Yee? Let's start with Derek Chauvin. He was found guilty of all three charges for killing George Floyd. That is second-degree unintentional murder, third-degree murder, and second-degree manslaughter. He could face up to 40 years in prison for the second-degree murder, up to 25 years for third-degree, and up to 10 years for manslaughter. Now, here is what Kamala Harris had to say about this verdict. A measure of justice isn't the same as equal justice. This verdict brings us a step closer. We still must reform the system. Last summer, I introduced the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. This bill would hold law enforcement accountable and help build trust between law enforcement and our communities. The President and I will continue to urge the Senate to pass this legislation, not as a panacea for every problem, but as a start. That's right. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, that's the only thing that's going to truly, truly, truly change things. They got to implement some type of policy. George Floyd Policing Act, like police have to be held accountable for these type of situations all the time. It can't just be a one off like yesterday. And once the guilty verdict was read, Derek Chauvin wrote on his hand his attorney's number. Everybody was wondering what was he writing on his hand because he knew his bill was about to be revoked also. And there are still three other officers facing charges. They're expected to be tried together in August. And that is for aiding and abetting second-degree murder and aiding and abetting second-degree manslaughter. Now, as far as Derek Chauvin, his sentencing will be in eight weeks. And the things they will take into consideration is George Floyd's murder taking place in front of a child, the power dynamic between the officers and the civilians, and that will all take uh, that will all be taken into consideration when it comes to sentencing. Derek Chauvin. Here is what President Joe Biden had to say. It was a murder in the full light of day, and it ripped the blinders off for the whole world to see the systemic racism the Vice President just referred to. The systemic racism is a stain on our nation's soul. Today's verdict is a step forward. We can't stop here. In order to deliver real change and reform, we can and we must do more to reduce the likelihood that tragedies like this will ever happen and occur again. Why don't they say that type of stuff in the beginning? I think it's the stupidest thing in the world that they don't let elected officials speak their mind on those type of cases. All this time, we think they don't really care when the reality is they aren't allowed to speak on speak on that. those cases. I, never knew that. I didn't know that either, but F that. I want to know you care. I want to know you give a damn. 
Let me know that you know what's right and, and, and what's wrong. Like, I don't want to hear that after the fact. Say that beforehand. Selected officials are never able to talk about cases? I don't know the exact rule, but I know they got mad at Joe Biden earlier this week when he said, um, you know, that he hopes that they make the right verdict in this situation. And then that. they got mad at Congressman Maxine Waters because they said that elected officials shouldn't speak on those type of things because it could sway the jury or something like that. But who cares? Right is right, wrong is wrong. Because we got mad at Barack Obama, but if he couldn't, if he wasn't able to, then that makes things a lot different. But I think it's stupid that they're not I agree. able to. Like <laughs> there, there I are there, there are elected officials. They're the people that we elect to lead this country. Yeah, I want to know absolutely. that you know right from wrong. That you care about what's going on out here in these streets. Well, George Floyd's brother, Philanese Floyd, who testified about George Floyd at the trial, said the verdict was personal for him. He said, "I feel relieved today that I finally have the opportunity for hopefully getting some sleep." A lot of days that I prayed and I hoped and I was speaking everything into existence, I said I have faith that he will be convicted. Mm. Well, he was right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wait and see what happens eight weeks from now. And let's also not forget that there are three other officers who still have to go to trial that's taking and, place in August. And all of them should be held accountable because mm -hmm. if uh, Derek Chauvin committed murder, then they're all accessories to murder. They're all accomplices. They sat there and watched it happen. That's why Cario's law that, uh, you know, Cario Hong got passed in Buffalo is so important to get passed nationwide because it holds officers accountable who don't intervene right. in situations like that. So, yes, they all need to be held accountable. I just, I, you know, watching that, you just want something more to happen. Well, that's what we want policy. You know, we want, and not only policy, like to, to, to Derek Chauvin, like you just want something more to happen. He's probably going to kill us, though. What's the over under? What y'all think? And what's going to happen in jail? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You just want He's something more to happen. Like just the guilty, guilty, guilty. Yes. That's great, but you just want something more. To you want happen. him to get beat up. Yeah, you want you him to get. You want to see him I violated. Seeing his face and just like and, and with that ego and pride. Yes, you want him. I want him violated. Like you, you like. I'm gonna tell you something though. Mm -hmm. Guilty on all charges, it's violation. Okay, yes, it is. <laughs> he, he earned every single one of those. All right, if he gets 50, 60 years in jail, that's pretty damn good. All right, well that is your front page news. I think he's gonna kill himself though. What's the over under? Anybody placing any bets? Nothing. You got five on it, Nick? Okay. All right. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Phone lines are open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm dialing. I'm dialing. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm dialing. I'm calling you. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Good morning, Evie. Good morning, Charlamagne. Good morning, Angela. Rick. Good morning. What's up, brother? I'm good, man. How are you guys? Bless good, Black good. and highly favored. Yeah, man. I want to say rest in peace to George Floyd. Sorry he had to die for us to see this moment. I mean, and in all actuality, I mean, this really is no justice. Man. They gave us one, but they be taking a hundred back. You know what I'm saying? And, and I still don't feel, you know, satisfied in this moment because there's no, as you said before, there's no policy change, right? So... Society, society's evolving, but law enforcement isn't evolving. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's the same policies from Jim Crow that is still governing law enforcement today. So, you know, as much as we saw some kind of justice yesterday, the, the policies within the law enforcement are having changed. The mentality of law enforcement has changed. So we're going to continue to see these things, and that's sad. Yeah, we you know, need so. we need some proper police reform. And you know what's crazy? We forget Derek Chauvin is a member of the biggest gang in America, and that gang is really pissed off right now. And, and if there's no proper police reform in place, there's no protection for, 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 for us against them. You know what? I saw a meme like a couple, a couple days ago where he said that the, the public 
who are being governed by the cops are supposed to remain calm, and then the, the cops get away from not having control over the situation. We're supposed to be in control of the situation, and, and they're not. And I, I don't get that. The cops seem to not have any common sense when they're dealing with the public. I mean, you see the situation yesterday with the young lady that got shot in Ohio. It's yep. like, you show up on the scene and you just immediately start shooting. Like, they don't have any kind of rationale at all. It's yep. so robotic. You know what I mean? So we got to get rid of that, man. We got to get a bit of that thinking. And, um, I mean, I and, 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 and try to have some kind of joy, but it's really still sad that we have to be dealing with this in 2021. Right. So, rest in peace to George Floyd. And, I mean, and, and keep pressing on, everybody. All right, bro. By the way, I don't think anybody should feel bad about feeling like that. I think that's the mm-hmm. wise way to feel. Like, you know, we, we, we know that there's no police reform in place. You know what I mean? There's no proper policy to protect us from these things happening in the future. So I don't think that's a bad way to feel at all. Hello, who's this? What up, though? This is Lee from Detroit. What up, though? What's going on? Get it off your chest, bro. Man, first, I want to say I'm I'm blessed and all that good stuff. Good job, good life, good wife, all that good stuff. But, <laughs> man, I, I really need y'all to hold us down at the post office, man. I just lost a co-worker, and it wasn't from COVID. It was a heart attack from dealing with these disrespectful, rude customers, dog. Like, Lord have mercy. This is ridiculous what we have to deal with at the post office, dog. Ridiculous. I'm hearing this man get threatened every day, arguing every day. The man had a heart attack at 50 and died, dog, coming to work every day. And we get no love, no respect, no hazard pay, dog. This is ridiculous. I've been seeing videos recently with the, you know, the post office people, FedEx people, UPS people fighting and arguing with people for for packages that's not there yet, man. I I definitely feel bad for y'all. Man, listen, I'm begging y'all, please (laughs) get somebody on there we can hold accountable for not doing nothing for us, man. I'm I'm literally begging y'all, dog. All right, let's figure out. Let's figure out who that is. Yeah, I don't even know who to talk to about that. Let's figure it out. I'm gonna do some research. We figure it out, King. All right, brother. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Yes, man. I just want to get off my chest. I got a question. When when do people stop being compensated for being part of trials? What do you mean? I'm going to explain. I'm going to explain a little more. Right here, this vaccine that we've taken, you're part of a trial. It hasn't been FDA approved, CDC approved. It's only been approved for emergency use. So everybody that's taking this right now is part of a trial. Oh no, they did that already, sir. You missed that part where they where they had where they were paying the people to do um the trial testing of the vaccine. They did that last yeah, year. Yeah, they did that last year. They were paying people. But no, this is what I'm trying to say. They still part of a trial. Everyone that's taking it is still part of the trial. They only did four thousand people. You doing this on a global scale? Four thousand people is nothing as a trial when you're pushing something on a global scale. Well, it was approved by it was approved for emergency use. Uh, exactly, I, 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 but yeah. it hasn't been. A Approved FDA. Right. Yeah. If you're going to tell somebody that they're going to guarantee got to take something, and this is just, I'm not saying everybody, it's just certain places telling people like they have to take it. How are you going to have, I have to take something that hasn't even really been well, let's safely see. approved to an extent to where right. you know what's going to happen. I get what happen. you're saying, but you know, you don't have to take anything. Like, you know what I mean? If You're correct, but you, when you, you don't have to take you got to live from day to day and pay your bills, you in a, you in a, in a, in a hard spot because not yeah. a lot of jobs so you're like, do I keep my job and take this? Or do I just try to do what I can? Yeah, and when you got these schools and businesses, you know, um, saying that you have to have the vaccine in order to come back, they're kind of putting, they're they, they, they not giving you a choice. No, they're not giving you a choice. So they're putting you in a predicament to where as though you're forced to take it. Not like you, they making you, but you kind of get back against the wall. What you going to do? Yep, you're right. 
I'm just feeling that way because I'm tired of here keep hearing people. You take the vaccine, you take the vaccine. No, thank you. I'm good. It is a lot of no. It is a lot of people. It is a lot of vaccine shaming going on out here. Like if you don't take the vaccine, people are looking down at you. Kind of no, weird. Yeah, well, I'm here for that's, myself. That's the thing I'm talking about. The social norm is that don't question nothing, just take it. You know, there are vaccines they force you to get to go to school, too, yeah, they for do. kids. They, yeah, there's a lot for of vaccines. kindergarten there. and pre-K. But I guess he's saying that they were FDA-approved and they had mm-hmm. trials. Yeah, and those vaccines have been around for a long yeah, yeah, time. Chicken pox, time. measles, flu. That stuff been around for a long yeah, but I time. I think they were saying that the FDA is about to approve uh, one in the upcoming weeks. But like you said, yeah, you just don't know. I took the vaccine, but I took it because, like I said, it's I travel. I'm out and about. I'm the breadwinner. Thank you, another caveat, right? Thank mm-hmm. you, another caveat. You take the vaccine, you part of the trial. There's no compensation for you and your family. If God, and I, I feel for all the people that passed away from taking it. But it's just, oh, they took it, now they're dead. There's nothing. Now you're right. And I've seen that Johnson & Johnson is is, is overseas. They're they going to start even, doing it again. You know what I mean? And they just have a warning that says, be careful of blood clots. I mean, I'm old enough. I'm 40. But I remember Johnson & Johnson had the biggest lawsuit in the world with the baby powder, the talking powder, giving kids to the baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I just, I had, I digress. I just had to get it off my chest. That's what I'm this segment is for, sir. It up. That's, what, that's what this segment is for, sir. I'm glad you got that off. Well, have a good day, bro. Where you calling from? Y'all too. Brooklyn, Brownsville. Okay. All right, brother. Brownsville? Right. You got a lot more to you worry about than know. the damn vaccine. Deville, baby. <laughs> hey, now, nah, remember that. Hey, I'm a Brownsville <laughs> I don't worry about nothing. If you don't act crazy, you don't get crazy. Okay. I wouldn't say that, but all right. All right, take the vaccine or live in Brownsville for a year. What you got? I'm, I'm taking the vaccine. <laughs> Yee, take the vaccine or live in Brownsville for a year. What you got? I am... You damn near live over there anyway, so... <laughs> I'm in Brownsville all the time. You like, F that. What about you? Um, neither. I don't have that choice. No, if you had to, Brownsville for your vaccine. Nah, I got to think about it. Let me pray on it. <laughs> we got to pray on it. Get it off your make chest. make a wise decision. 585 We got rumors on the way? Method Man and Red Man. Yesterday was 420, and that versus was in full effect. Let's talk about it. All right, we'll get into it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Amazing how... Um, how did how the universe works? So we're watching Carrie Horn on uh, CNN this morning, and I was saying that her law needs to be national. And the fact that that they they, they still got to charge the officers mm-hmm. in the Derek Chauvin case that just stood around—that's what her law is about for yep. officers who don't intervene. Because she right. was an officer who intervened. That's right. And saved somebody's life. All right. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk uh, Metharet. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Well, yesterday for 420 was the versus Method Man and Red Man. There were a lot of special guests in the building. Uh, Some people that showed up, RZA, Inspector Deck, Capadonna. Mm -hmm. RZA also announced that he has a new album coming out, and that should be pretty exciting. It's with DJ Scratch, right? Yep, DJ Scratch produced everything on that album. Right, and there were, of course, um, other guest appearances. Uh, Keith Murray was there. Uh, EPMD was there, DJ Cool. Did y'all watch? Yeah, I seen the whole thing. I was, I, I was in and out of it. K-Solo I didn't K-Solo. see them smoking. Did they smoke? No. Exactly. I didn't see them no. smoking. I, every time I tuned in, I didn't see them smoking. I mean, I was in and out because there was a lot going on yesterday, but 
I saw a lot in the end, but I didn't see the meth and red smoking. No, they didn't smoke. I, I did see the whole thing. It was it was a great show. It was a little all everywhere, but you, you would expect that. It was, it was 420. They were high. Um, they were on stage performing together. I saw mm-hmm. Do It All from Lords of the Underground was there also. Yeah, he came and did something. He announced he's about to run again out in Jersey. I'm not sure what ward. Or... How are you just going to tell them boys, brothers that they was high? You don't know if they, they said high they was high. Oh, they did? Yeah, they said they smoked beforehand. Oh, okay, okay. Wa- yeah, and then uh, in addition to all of that, you can also find a playlist of all of the songs online, too. And, you know, it does really well. These verses really increase people's numbers when you see all of that. So- I, w- I, want, I want Red Man. I mean, I want Meth and Red to get their flowers. I feel like Meth gets more flowers than, than Red Man does, but Red Man needs to get his flowers as, Absolutely. you know, being one of the, the greatest MCs of all time. You know, the father of Eminem's whole style. Yeah. They also took the time to honor Black Rob, DMX, and Luther Vandross, as it was Luther Vandross's birthday yesterday. And they announced that there is the Blackout 3 album that they're working on, and that's how they ended things. They also said they're going to do another How High movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, RZA said he's going to do it. So they were all excited about that. Well, listen. And more. We got any more uncle and auntie news? Because I thoroughly enjoyed that. Part of the room record just now. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> oh, Kevin Lyles walked on stage and uh, handed him the phone, and uh, Russell Simmons was on the phone. Oh, that was Kevin who gave him the phone? Yeah, that was Kevin I, Lyles. I, gave I, saw him the phone. It, I didn't see Kevin giving the phone. Yeah, that was Kevin gave him the phone. They were talking to Russell. Okay. Uh, All right. Trying to think of anything else. Well, no, shout out it. to Meth and Red and everybody that was celebrating 420 yesterday. I was so nervous yesterday, though. I was like, man, this could be like a great day or a terrible day, depending on how this Derek Chauvin verdict comes out. Mm hmm. All right, now thousands of people have signed a petition to end Colton Underwood's Netflix deal. You know, Colton Underwood from The Bachelor. He Why? actually is doing a documentary about coming out as gay, and now they have a change.org petition, and they're asking for that to get canceled. Why? Well, there was some backlash um, because of the breakup between him and Cassie, and people are saying Cassie is a victim of Colton's abuse. He does not deserve a platform in any way, regardless of his sexuality. Colton should not be given a platform as a result of his abusive, manipulative, and dangerous behavior. Yeah, I don't know nothing about all that. I, I said last week that I think that you know you got you got to watch a person like that only because they compromised themselves for a look on TV before. How do we know that he may not be doing that now? And I think that's why people are upset. You oh, know, okay. You you did this, and then you came out and said, uh, you know, I wasn't really. I guess, I, I not that he had to change your heart, but that he was gay now. And people are like, well, you didn't know that before when you put all these women through all the, you know. Eight well, weeks I of think this it's thing. more about the domestic violence. She had uh, Cassie Randolph had ended up filing a domestic violence restraining yeah, order well. against him mm. uh, last year and accused him of sending harassing texts and even putting a tracking device on her car. So they knew that before he did the bachelor. No, this was after they hooked up on The Bachelor. That was the girl, oh, that, that's oh, the girl okay, he, chose. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, he chose. So the they're saying because of that type of behavior, he doesn't deserve to have a Netflix show. It has nothing to do with him, the content of the show. It's more about who he is mm. as a person. And uh, Lance Bass from NSYNC, who famously came out in 2006, says that he believes that Colton is going to get some harsh criticism for monetizing his experience of coming out. He said he's definitely going to get a lot of backlash from the community at first. There's a small percentage of the community that's going to not like the fact that he came out this way, that he's monetizing the experience. We don't know. That's what I'm saying. We just got to watch the guy. You don't know. Mm-hmm. He, he, he he pretended to be something before to get a TV look. He could be doing that now. This could be the CB4, the gay version of CB4. We don't know. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Now we got front page news. Next, what are we talking about? Uh, we are going to be talking about another unfortunate killing that happened yesterday. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. 
Dad, Stop Embarrassing Me is a new Netflix sitcom that follows a teenage daughter who comes to live with Brian, played by Jamie Foxx, who gets parental help from Pops, played by David Allen Greer, to hilariously tackle life together. Now streaming only on Netflix. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. All right, where are we starting, Yee? Well, let's start in Columbus, Ohio. A police officer there fatally shot Micaiah Bryant. She was 15 years mm-hmm. old. Now, there's released body cam footage, and you can see her running toward two other girls as officers approached. That officer then fired several shots at Micaiah as she appeared to attack one of the girls. So the video was shown at a press conference last night. The interim police chief in Columbus said officers were dispatched after receiving a call that several girls were fighting outside the home and dis- dispatchers were, in- were unable to discern whether weapons were at the scene. So the police did arrive at the two-story home. The footage shows a group of six to eight people in front of the house. Within the first few seconds, you see Micaiah Bryant run into the body's camera view. It appears that she pushed another girl to the ground and then ran away. Uh, from the officer whose camera is recording and then they're saying that she swung a knife at another girl who was standing by the hood of a car. Now, other other accounts are saying that this girl was being bullied. Micaiah was being bullied by these girls and was the one who actually had called the police, but we're still trying to get all the information. Here is the mayor in Columbus, Andrew Ginther. It's a tragic day in the city of Columbus. The city of Columbus lost a 15-year-old girl today. We know based on this footage, the officer took action to protect another young girl in our community. And that is exactly why uh, I don't know what justice feels like. I, I've been, I said in regards to the Derek Chauvin case, I'm so used to feeling injustice that I don't even know what justice feels like. And it's because of situations like this. We know regardless of what happened yesterday in the Derek Chauvin trial, glad he got found guilty on all charges. But this, there's nothing is going to change until there's some real police reform in place that holds officers accountable all the time. For things like this. Yeah, and this, this also crazy. makes me think of um, Casey Goodson Jr. You remember we had his mom on talking about him. This was in Columbus, Ohio as well, where they shot and killed him as he was walking into his house. A 23-year-old black man, no criminal background, according to a family attorney. With the sub, Remember he had the subway bag with the sandwich in it? He was coming back from the dentist. It reminds me of Tamir Rice. Wasn't Tamir Rice in, in Ohio too? If I'm, was it? Was it? Was that in Columbus, Ohio? I don't know if it was Columbus. I thought I thought it was in Ohio, but it's the same type of situation. I think they said that they actually uh, took the same amount of time to kill this young lady as he they did Tamir Rice. Mm-hmm. Cleveland, Ohio. I think it was, what, 22 seconds. He pulled up. Tamir Rice had a, a fake gun. This woman had a knife because she was defending herself against somebody. She's the one who called the police, allegedly, and she get killed in 22 seconds? No questions asked? No nothing? Well, here's Micaiah Bryant's mother, Paula mm-hmm. Bryant, talking about what happened. This never should have happened. She's a loving girl. I'm very upset. I'm hurt. I want answers. My daughter dispatched the Columbus police for protection, not to be a homicide today. All right. In addition to that, Paula Bryan talked about the last time that she saw her daughter, Micaiah, alive. We hugged each other. She said, Mommy, I'm a honor roll. And she said, Mommy, I'm looking forward to coming home. Micaiah had a motherly nature about her. She promoted peace. And that's something that I want to always be remembered. I just want to know why the officers didn't even attempt to figure out what was going on. How do you just pull up on the scene, see a young lady with a knife, and decide that's enough to shoot four times? 
Right, and somebody at the scene immediately yelled at the officer, you didn't have to shoot her, she's just a kid, man. Word up! She was holding a knife. They always say you don't bring a knife to a gunfight. That's the reason why, because the knife has can do nothing. And this happened just minutes mm. before we got the verdict in the killing of George Floyd, before that verdict was announced. This was happening. All right, well, that... And what's the police officer's name? That is your front page news. Um... Do we have the police officer's name yet? I know sometimes they don't release that right away. It's so crazy how the media plays this game. Like, they do not ever put out the police officer's name. It's got to be in there somewhere. Or they bury it so you can hardly see it. Right now, you just see the police chief speaking at a news conference, and that's Michael Woods, but I don't <sighs> think he he's Boy. not. All right, well, that is front page news. Now, let's get on the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Let's talk about how you feeling. Derek Chauvin was found guilty. Where were you when you seen it? Mm -hmm. let's, let's let's open up the phone lines. And when we come back, we're going to be talking to cousins of George Floyd. Yeah, they run, they, Brown, they run and, his uh, foundation, the George Floyd Foundation. Sharita Tate foundation. and Tez will be joining us Tezlin as well. Tezlin Figaro. Tezlin mm -hmm. is not George Floyd's cousin. No. She works with the Floyd family. That's right. So we're going to talk to both of them, or all three of them, when we come back. And we want to take your call, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got some special guests on the line this morning. We have Tez. Good morning, Tez. Tezlin Figaro, the Hood Whisperer. That's right. <laughs> Good morning, family. And we also have Tara Brown and Shadira Tate. Good morning. Sharita. Sharita Tate. Morning. I'm sorry. Good morning. Good morning. And they are the directors of the George Floyd Foundation. Mm-hmm. So you know, listen, man. I, I was I was saying this morning. I'm so used to injustice that I don't even know what justice feels like. So I guess question for all of y'all: Do y'all feel like like justice was served? It was a measure of justice. It was definitely a start. Yeah, don't you know? And I was watching it yesterday, and I have five kids, and I'm sitting there looking like I wanted something more. Like you know, and I know he got guilty of all charges, but you just want something else. You know, I, I, I don't know. Is this? What do you think, Taz? Was justice served? Yeah, um, you know, we have to deal with the cards that we've been dealt, you know, and in our justice system, we have been asking, pleading, begging, marching, protesting, pushing policy to say that we want uh, officers to be held accountable. So they were charged. He was charged and he was convicted on all three charges. I don't think anybody was really expecting all three charges uh, to come back on yesterday. So uh, when we talk about the justice system, that is justice. Shall that is justice, uh, you know, in, in, in the society that we live in. Uh, uh, but is that all that the justice that we need? Absolutely not. We want to push for the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. Uh, we want to push for, uh, you guys did a wonderful interview last week with uh, Carol Lance, Carol's Law to talk about the duty to intervene and passing that on every level, on the state level, as well as the federal level. Um, so we continue to push, you know, protests matter, policy matters, politics matters, you know, electing uh, Attorney General uh, Keith Ellison made a difference. That is why all of those charges were put on the table. So, you know, we lived, uh, to fight another day uh, to make sure that our brothers and sisters are not dying in vain, uh, not just George Floyd, but all of uh, our brothers and sisters that we've lost uh, in police brutality and otherwise. You know, you know, Ted, you always push in policy. And, and this is a question for Sharina and Tara, too. What, what, what should we the people be doing now to get to get policy pushed, to get that George Floyd Policing Act implemented? Well, it's important to, you know, when you have a platform, 
you have to make sure that, um, you know, you use that, you have to have a voice. And so it's important that you do that as much as possible. Um, and, you know, like we're doing, we're just trying to keep keep the word out there. Um, we talk to the people who we need to talk to to make sure um, we keep pushing this, this movement forward. What do you now, think, Sharita? I agree with that, you know, making ourselves available, like uh, even with the, the Texas uh, House Bill 88 being available to testify and being present and just staying actively involved, being out there when, when possible to, with the protesters and, and being in support and just letting people know that we, uh, we're we happy about the conviction, but we not, we understand that the true change is going to come from us being present and helping move forward the change for everybody. Tess? Yeah, there's still more work to do. Definitely. You know, we have to continue to push the line. We also have to have an understanding that you know, I said yesterday that I don't believe in, you know, continuing to beg politicians to do the right thing. You know, they are who they are. We have to get in the spirit of don't chase them, we replace them. That starts in 2022 with the midterms. That starts in 2024, you know, with the presidential election. Uh, last, uh, The last cycle, the last four years, uh, the Black community certainly pushed, uh, you know, for a Black agenda, but we have to continue doing that now. We can't pause mm -hmm. at any moment. We have to continue to push the calls day in, day out, and demand that if they are not on our side, we will simply replace you. Shout out to our Black Party. You know, our brothers and sisters over there that is working with uh, elected officials, with getting people in office and trained and prepared to take over some of these seats. I encourage people to run in those districts that you don't think you can win in. If nothing else, give them a run for their money and continue to run your hood. And, that's, and that is by getting involved in politics. That's the only way, Charlemagne, that anything will, will ever change. Sharita and Tara, how is the family holding up now? I've been really kind of thinking about that. It's like a huge burden. Like there was a weight that we've been carrying for probably almost the last year. Uh, we we certainly have been committed since uh, the murder took place to say we're going to be present. We're going to be involved. We're going to try to make sure that we don't let the knee off their neck. And so yesterday, uh, I mean, as each one of the counts were read out, it, it's just kind of, I, I know for me, uh, the tears started to flow and I just could not stop. I mean, it was just it was just like I just felt some level of relief. But at the same time, you know, we we celebrate just for a little bit, but with the understanding that we still have a lot more to do. You know, Sharita and Terry, what did y'all think of Nancy Pelosi's comments yesterday that George Floyd, but she thanked George Floyd for sacrificing his life for justice? Sharita, you got a mean <laughs> side eye. I just want you to know that. <laughs> you know, and give her that side eye for what? About 48 years. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> It was it was it was a good thing to hear that from her, um, and it's really not uh, normal to hear people in her position make those kind of statements. So, I mean, it meant it, it meant something to us, obviously, um, for her to come out and say that openly. You know, we, we all know the the evidence was overwhelming in this case, and and although we saw what we saw, we also know that we we have a, a justice system that has not always. Um, been fair to us. So, yeah, we, we were just happy to have her acknowledge that what happened to him was was definitely a sacrifice. Yeah, because I saw some people upset saying well, he didn't sacrifice his life, he got murdered, murdered mm -hmm. you know? I mean, I think collectively we all kind of said we felt like for, for lack of a better explanation, uh, we felt like he was a sacrificial lamb, like, you know, and that probably comes from a place of us being uh, believers that, you know, sometimes somebody has to, uh, you know, go before so that things can be changed. 
So, I mean, obviously George didn't choose for this to happen and neither did we choose for it to happen to our family. But at the same time, you know, his death is something that has sparked a movement. I mean, it's a catalyst for the change that we've been able to see over the past uh, almost a year uh, to see things move in a way that we've never been able to see before. So uh, we didn't ask for it, but we've accepted the charge. Was there a point that you thought justice wouldn't be served just because hearing the judge uh, condemn Maxine Waters for her remarks and watching everything that was happening? Was there a point when you were like, I'm not sure what's going to happen? Well, my position of not being sure what uh, what was going to happen was really based on historically what has happened. In terms of J- Judge Cahill, he really had kind of set the tone for not really, from me being inside of the courtroom and just seeing some of the way he moved, he didn't seem to uh, really let the outside things impact it so much. So I really wasn't so concerned about him allowing that to kind of get in. I just was uh, pessimistically optimistic just because we've seen this play out, you know, so many times before and the outcome was never what we had prayed for. We've seen the, the, you know, the Trayvon Martin and the Mm -hmm. other cases like that where, um, you know, Eric Garner, where there was video. So we know that, you know, um, that that didn't guarantee us anything. So, yeah, we had anxiety for sure all the way up until, you know, the, the moment of truth. Now, how do we keep the legacy alive? How do we keep George Floyd's legacy alive? And with the foundation, what do you guys want to accomplish with the foundation continuing forward? Well, I, I think uh, one of the things that we really uh, want to see move forward is the the, uh, the policy changes, the federal one and the one in Texas and, and having similar policies in, in all of the 50 states, you know, to just uh, let people know that uh, we are really in a place where we want to make sure police are being held accountable, uh, that they're not going to get away with murdering our people anymore. Absolutely. Yeah, and we definitely need to change whatever law that doesn't allow elected officials to speak out on these cases. Because, you know, we saw the flack Maxine got and Joe Biden and mm-hmm. Nancy Pelosi them talking after the fact. Why, why aren't elected officials allowed to speak on these cases? Well, I, I think their concern is that they'll, uh, you know, influence uh, the juries or sway them one way or another uh, in this situation. And of course, they're, they're, I'm sure there's probably the concern that there may be uh, a point where they can use this to appeal or what have you because it's unfair to the defendants. Um, it seems uh, sometimes that there are more uh, laws or more things to protect the defendants than there are the people who are actually the victims. That's right. Um, which is a whole nother set mm-hmm. of problems. Yeah. And, and let me say this, they need to be speaking up. You know, I'm not talking about specifically Maxine Waters, but all politicians should be speaking up year round before this happens. You know, uh, you know, all of the, the talk about, oh, you know, well, let's make sure we have peace. You know, everybody came out in droves, pastors, politicians and, and everyone saying, let's make sure we have peace. Well, guess what? If you want peace, then where's the justice? It says no justice, no peace. So we're waiting on justice. So how about they speak out year round and actually push some of these policies forward uh, that, that we can get consequences for police officers actions i don't believe you can legislate racism you can't take that out someone's heart what you can do is legislate consequences behind your actions so as far as i'm concerned politicians don't speak up enough 
you know, whether they speak during a trial, uh, you know, that's another question, you know, if it can hurt uh, the case, that's another question. But my issue, Charlemagne, as you know, always is, is where is your politician at? You know, they, the politicians should be arm in arm with folks in every city across this country until we actually see the justice is served. Well, thank that's you right. guys for joining us this morning. We appreciate it so much. That's right. Make sure you support the George Floyd Foundation. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sharita and Tara. And make sure you listen to the Straight Shot No Chaser podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network with Teslin Figaro. Thank you so much, Thank guys. You. Thank you. Thank you for y'all having us. We love y'all. Love you love too. You Peace. All right. Well, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. What did you think? How do you feel, How man? How do you feel? How do you feel? I mean, like Where I said. Were you I, yesterday when you were watching? Yeah, I feel, like I said, I feel like, you know, I'm so used to injustice. I don't even know what justice feels like. So I'm just here with it. I just know that there's more to do. That's all. All right. Well, call us up right now. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, if you just join us, we're opening up the phone lines and, and just want to talk to you. How are you feeling? What are your thoughts? What's your mind, what's your mind like this morning? All right. Let's go to the phone line. Let's talk about it. Hello, who's this? Stephanie from Birmingham. Hey, Stephanie, good morning. Talk to us. Okay, like, I was at work when I got the verdict, and I was happy, and I was shocked that he got, he was guilty on, like, all three counts, but I really feel sad for that little girl who got killed, because that could have been my little sister, and it's just the idea that police still just don't get it. It's wild. We were just talking about that in the room. Like, it's just like... You know, it's it's the whole shoot first, ask questions later mentality. It's like, yo, they don't even give us a chance to explain. They don't even try to figure out what's going on. They just pull up in certain communities and get the bussing. Right, and it's just terrible. All right, well, thank you, mama. And if they if that if that young girl did call the police, it's like, yo, what kind of position does that put us in as black people? Like, we can't even call the proper authorities because every time they show up on the scene, they looking at us like we the enemy. Hello, who's this? Yeah. Hey, good morning. Good morning. I'm just, I can't be excited until I see some serious time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we got still sentencing, still going. This These uh, cases are still happening. And like Teslin Figaro was saying, we had so much evidence, so many witnesses in this particular case, and normally that doesn't happen. Right. Hello, who's this? Crystal. Hey, Crystal. Hey, good Crystal. Morning. Hi. And what are your thoughts? How are you feeling this morning? Um, I'm actually um, a protester who's been protesting for almost a year now here in Milwaukee, and um, I just want to let everyone know that we are peaceful, and just because we got the verdict for George Floyd does not mean that we're not, we're not going to stop. We want to let everyone know that, that there's so many families out here for, like, Alvin Cole, Dontre Hamilton, all them families, we're not going to give up, and we're going to keep on marching and fighting for that. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for protesting and, and being on that front line. Absolutely. You're welcome, always. All 800-585-1051. We're asking, what are your thoughts, man? Where, where were you when you seen, you know, the guilty, them yelling guilty, guilty, guilty? And, and, and how are you feeling this morning? Call us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. We're just taking your phone calls this morning. Just about how you feeling. That's, that's, that's really it. Hello, who's this? Nisha from Syracuse. Good morning, Nisha. Good morning, everybody. I'm calling from Syracuse. I was calling, I actually called in to work today. Every black person in a mental health day today. This is just too much. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, I'm calling to get this off my chest. That 17-year-old greenhouse boy traveled from out of state 
with a shotgun, walked past several police officers after he shot two people dead. Mm-hmm. Touched by the police. This 17-year-old black girl walked out of her house after she called the police trying to protect herself. Within 10 seconds, got shot by the police. You make it make sense. It, it don't make no mm-hmm. damn sense. <laughs> I'm, I'm just right. And it's, it's small towns like Ohio and Syracuse where racism and things like this thrive. You're right. right. I mean, we, it's like we take one step forward, forward and two steps back. I don't, like it, they it, just gave us this because they know we were going to. But again, we cannot get discouraged and got to keep on raising our voices and showing that as we come together and keep on making noise, things can happen. I know we can't get discouraged, but I'm a mother of a 15-year-old. Yeah. I'm telling you right now. Everybody dying. Everybody dying. Right. I'm going inside with everything getting burnt down. I'm with you 100%. I'm with you 100%. All right, period. I ain't marching. I ain't talking to no dudes. I don't want no cameras in my face. Mm-hmm. Everything gets burnt down. I'm with you. I don't see how anybody could feel any any other type of way or feel like this woman is wrong for saying that. Right now, because it really does feel like that. That's why I say yesterday didn't even feel like a. It didn't feel like a step forward. It just felt like a. Let's see where this goes. You know what I mean? Hello, who's this? Yo, this James calling from Louisiana. Good morning, Breakfast Club. Hey, what's, what's up, James? James? How you doing, James? I'm good, man. What's happening in these streets? I want to get off my chest, man. You know, we had the verdict yesterday for the trial. And then later that day, the police got a 15-year-old girl in their church in Ohio, man. Like, are we ever going to catch a break, man? What's going on? No, we're not going to catch a break until there's some proper police reform put in place that holds officers uh, 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 accountable at all times. Like, yesterday can't just be a one-off. It just can't. Right, right, right. Like, we waited all day for the verdict, and uh, a white police officer turned around and shoot a black 15-year-old girl in her chest, and she died. Yep. Like, man, come on, bro. Listen, man, police are the biggest gang in America, and we got to understand that a lot of police officers uh, are upset about the verdict yesterday, and there's nothing in place to protect us from them as of now. So until there's some real police reform passed that really, really holds these officers accountable, nothing going to change. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, I appreciate y'all, man. Have a good morning, man. Y'all be easy. Yes, sir. All right. We got rumors on the way? Yes, and let's talk about Sway Lee. Now, he just heard from his brother who is facing a first-degree murder charge in his father's death. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. What's happening? Ah, crazy day yesterday. Crazy day. Crazy day. Crazy Man, it's day. another day in America. A-M-E-R-I-K-K-K-A. That's all. Yeah. What were you guys when you when you heard the uh when they said they were gonna announce the verdict? Sitting on my couch waiting on the verdict? Yeah, I was you wanna know what I was doing? I was actually getting a massage in my home, but we were watching and waiting for the verdict to come in. Mm. During the massage. Yeah, I was at I was in the kitchen. I was surprised it came back so fast because you know, they were preparing for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Well, once you once you once it came back so fast, you realized that he was absolutely getting convicted. Mm-hmm. I was just shocked that he got guilty of all charges. I'm gonna be honest mm-hmm. with you. I just never expected to see that. I've been alive 42 years on this planet. I've never seen a police officer get convicted of all charges for killing a black person. Right. Nonetheless, convicted at all. Nonetheless, even getting arrested. This was a lot of unprecedented stuff that happened in this case. The biggest thing to me was the police officers testifying against Devil Chauvin mm-hmm. because that 
you know, put cracks in the blue wall of that silence. That like never happened. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. When you have these conversations about good police officers and bad mm-hmm. police officers, we always say there's no such thing as good police officers. Good police officers speak out against the bad ones. Right. You saw some on that stand. I don't know if they're necessarily good, but they did the right thing in that situation. We get more of that, we might get some real change out here in these streets. Absolutely. All right. Did y'all smoke? Y'all didn't even smoke for 420, right? Because that was the last thing on my I mind. took an edible yesterday. Yeah, I did a little smoking. Yeah. I actually, when um, Black China sent us some of her marijuana from her marijuana line. Okay. So I, I actually did smoke that. I was like, oh, look, I do have some weed at home. I have all kinds of things. And then I was watching this movie, Promising Young Woman. Oh, all right. Have you ever heard of that? No, I never heard of that movie. I'm an edible guy. Salute to my dude, Josh. Josh from uh, Astoria. He makes these like cake balls so they're like carrot cake and like chocolate and like red mm. velvet oh my god how do the balls taste they taste amazing mm. and it's not and it's, you see, put two in your mouth at once no nah, it's only do one because they're 20 milligrams but if you see our text messages text messages you would really think that we all gay it's me Josh and my guy Jed salute to Jed and I'm like yo man I'm just texting y'all to let y'all know Josh's balls are amazing cake balls <laughs> hold on yeah, Hold I want to hear these messages. Hold on, no, I'm gonna let you hear one. <laughs> Hold on, my goodness, because this is from this is actually from uh, Jed Jed's kids. Jed's kids sent this the other day. Hold on, let me see if I can find what? it. Jed's kids? The hell? What are you talking uh, about? Ah, it must have deleted. Damn, I thought uh, I had now it must have deleted. <laughs> goodness, no, I'm just man. careful about my edibles, but I've been doing edibles for years, as y'all know. Mm-hmm. I'm a 20 milligram guy. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Just glad that you can just buy them in the store now. <laughs> well, we don't know where Charlemagne's getting these balls from. But oh, anyway. I got it here. Listen. Oh, okay. <laughs> Listen. Oh, goodness. Hold on. Charlemagne, Josh's balls are on the way, and they look tasty. That's just, you know what? So yeah, there's a kid talking about edibles and balls. <laughs> this is awkward and weird. All right. Rumors on the way. What are we talking about? Um, My friends have strange senses of humor, guys. Action Bronson. He says that he played DMX's music to help his wife during labor. All right. We'll get into that next year and bring balls to anybody else? Uh, I gave Taylor some a couple weeks ago. <laughs> that sounded crazy. All right. <laughs> the only sound crazy to y'all because the context y'all got it. Why in. did you give me the balls then? <laughs> Rumors on the way. It's the breakfast morning. <laughs> It's about time. What's going on? Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the Rumor Report. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Sorry, I'm trying to get my microphone. It's falling all over the place. Okay. Uh, Little Wayne. People are speculating that he is married because he posted happiest man alive. Today is the beginning of our forever, 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 ever, forever, ever, the Carters. So... He did not officially say he was married, but, you know, he's back together with his on-again, off-again girlfriend, uh, Denise. And because of that tweet, people are like, oh, Lil Wayne is officially married. It could just mean forever, ever they're going to be together. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So we don't know about an actual wedding that took place, but. He might have got her a promise ring in a tweet. Get her a promise (laughs) ring. I promise I'm going to be with you forever, forever, ever. And I'm going to tweet about it. Boom. Problem solved. Now we don't got to get married. All right. Now. There are reports, according to Page Six, that Swiss Beats has asked Kanye West to appear at DMX's memorial service and perhaps do a Sunday service type of situation. Mm. So DMX, as you know, had uh, was well known for his faith. Every time he came up here, he prayed with us. And Swiss Beats team has declined to comment on this, but that is what the rumor is. The memorial service will be open to the public at the Barclays. 
Uh, Dave Chappelle, in the meantime, has announced his new podcast with Yasin Bey, a.k.a. Most Def, and Talib Kweli. It's called The Midnight Miracle. So he announced this yesterday, and he announced that he's partnering with the Luminary Subscription Podcast Network to launch The Midnight Miracle. Okay. And he's been filming and uh, doing these episodes during his summer camp in Yellow Springs in Ohio. So these episodes were produced in this garage that he uses. It's a clubhouse called The Shack, and he's going to be doing it. I think I'm on an episode, too. I was on there with um, Moni Love, with um, Questlove was on there as well, mm-hmm. and obviously most de- Yasin Bey and Talib Kweli. Well, I'm interested in seeing it. because Cypher Sounds was cause, on it. Because I'm a person who, who believes the uh, pay-for-podcast you know, model doesn't work. But it, if if Dave Chappelle can't make it work, then it definitely doesn't work. So I'm interested to see what happens. Right. And, it, and you know, he has so many people come through to Yellow Spring. You can imagine who's probably going to be on this podcast because he had some of the biggest comedians and I'm stars sure. there. Mm-hmm. All right. Action Bronson was on the Joe Rogan Experience, and he was talking about his weight loss journey. And he also was talking about how playing DMX actually helped his wife get through labor. My wife was in f-ing labor for 18 f-ing hours, and she had the doula there, a mother f-ing Peruvian flute playing for 17 f-ing hours straight. <laughs> she starts freaking out. I'm like, yo, listen, we have an hour left, or we're gonna have to do a C-section or whatever, and she, no f-ing chance. So, turn the f-ing Peruvian flute music off, and I put f-ing DMX on. Stop, <laughs> drop, that mother. Jumped out of her. <laughs> That's right, baby. It's like it's time for some action. All right, it sounds like it's popping out there. One of a song in particular, the baby came out to. By the way, Murph Rodgers anthem. Stop, drop. Oh, right. Stop, drop. drop. That makes perfect sense. I'm sitting in the womb. I'm like, I'm not coming out there. This is flute playing. The party ain't even popping yet. And then you hear Rough Riders anthem. Oh, now my it's time for me to hit the dance floor. Now it's time for me to make my grand entrance. Meet me outside. <laughs> Meet me outside. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now Sway Lee is finally speaking to his brother. His brother's facing a first-degree murder charge in his father's death. And TMZ actually got the first look at the phone call from jail. So it was Sway Lee and his mother, Bernadette Walker. They called up their son, his, her son, Michael Sullivan. He's in jail in Mississippi. And he was asked about the night in January 2020 when Sway Lee's stepfather, who helped raise him, was gunned down. The last time that I uh, spoke to you, you said you wanted to say what was going through your head, you know, about that night. Are y'all seeing voices? And I thought dad, I thought dad was trying to make me kill myself. Like my stomach was hurting, I couldn't eat really. Different stuff like that and I was just Keep your hair clear, Mike. We ain't forgot about you, bro. Keep your head up, bro. Mm. Now, according to Bernadette, they said that Michael might have been off his medication before the alleged shooting and now he's saying he did hear these voices. Listen to this. My dad, my pops, he passed away recently. I have three brothers. Allegedly, the police say my youngest brother killed my dad. Like, it's like unbelievable. Like, you can't even imagine. Like, it's it's like something out of a movie. I'm still dealing with it. Like, I don't even know how to deal with it all the way completely. Like, Mm. it's traumatic. Like, but it's like it just put like fury inside you. It put it put like fire inside you. Like, you can't bring nobody back. So it's like it's just so different. Man, that's difficult. Imagine that's your brother and your father, but he was off his medication. All right, well, that is your rumor report. All right. Charlamagne, who you giving that donkey to, man? Mm. We need the Las Vegas Raiders to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a world in this morning, please. All right, we'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. 
Angela here, and the General Insurance has been helping people save money for nearly 60 years. They offer the quality coverage you deserve at prices you can afford. Make the right call and go with the General. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. You get donkey at a date, yeah, you dumb ass. You get donkey at a date, yeah, you dumb ass. You are a donkey. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, huh? I'm going to fatten all that shit around your eye. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. You had to make a judgment of who was going to be on the Donkey of the Day. They chose you. Yes. It's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Well, Ed Sheeran, Donkey of the Day for Wednesday, April 21st, goes to the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, yesterday the world was watching when uh, Devil Chauvin was found guilty on all charges, okay? Second-degree murder, third-degree murder, and second-degree manslaughter he's been charged guilty 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 on all charges okay uh he devil Chauvin is facing 75 years and i hope he gets every single one my partner andrew schultz hit me yesterday and said white boy summit is canceled i'm still waiting to verify that uh i'm not white so i don't get those memos but nevertheless uh, never in my life have i've seen a police officer get found guilty on all charges for killing a black person. But I also know nothing is going to truly change until there's some real police reform in this country. I don't know if it's the George Floyd Policing Act or what, but something needs to be passed that holds police officers accountable all the time, like they did Devil Chauvin yesterday, okay? Pensions and prisons, that's all officers need to be thinking about when they show up in black communities or when they are interacting with black people. If abolishing qualified immunity is what gets us there, do it! Okay, all I know is when malpractice happens on the job as a police officer, civil suits need to come out of officers' pensions and they need to know they can go to prisons. Until that happens, nothing truly will change. It's going to be more George Floyds, more Michael Browns, and uh, sadly, like yesterday, more Micaiah Bryants, okay? Police just have a disregard for black life. We see it all the time. They handle white people totally different than they do black people. We've seen white people pull guns and knives on cops, and nothing happens. So we know that police officers understand restraint. They just don't care when it comes to us because they know it's no consequences. They will always justify it. That's why yesterday was just a bit, just a bit, just a tiny bit of relief, you know, to, to, to finally feel like, man, someone's recognizing what's going on in this country. But as I said, I'm so used to injustice that I don't even know what justice feels like. But I know we won't get close to it until there is some real police reform, which is why I don't understand what the hell the Las Vegas Raiders were doing yesterday when they tweeted out, you know what, let's just go to KLAS CBS 8 for the report, please. In light of today's verdict in Minneapolis, all the leagues have issued statements. Some NFL teams have also posted on social media in regards to today's event. The Raiders posted this on Twitter this afternoon, and they're absolutely getting crushed on the social platform. Now, speaking with Raiders owner Mark Davis within the hour, he said in no way, shape, or form did he mean any disrespect to the family. He says he's taking this tweet from George's brother, who said the exact same thing this afternoon. Today, we are able to breathe again because justice for George means freedom for all. Why do people feel the need to say anything? It's almost like shut the F up isn't on the menu anymore. Do the Las Vegas Raiders understand that George Floyd will never breathe again? Do the Las Vegas Raiders understand yesterday wasn't the end of systemic racism in America? Do the Las Vegas Raiders understand that police brutality and excessive fatal force will continue until there's some proper police reform in place? Look, Las Vegas Raiders, y'all should have just retweeted George Floyd's brother. If y'all like this statement that much, just retweet him, okay? 
Not to mention, I respectfully disagree with felonious Floyd, George Floyd's brother. I don't agree that justice for Floyd is freedom for all. It's clearly not when black and brown people are still getting slaughtered at the hands of police. See, my problem with statements like the Las Vegas Raiders saying I can breathe or even saying justice for Floyd means freedom for all. It lets the political establishment in Washington off the hook. Okay, there's a great article in uh, Axios, I think I read this morning, and the headline is uh, Derek Chauvin's verdict reduces pressure for police reform. No, it doesn't. Okay, the article says that the unanimous guilty verdict against that devil Chauvin are a huge relief for politicians in Washington, and it seems unlikely they will rush to overhaul the system and implement some type of police reform. Senior Democratic and Republican aides privately told Exios the convictions have lessened pressure for change. No, 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 no. Yesterday was a one-off as far as I'm concerned. Now, do I hope George Floyd's verdict leads to real liberation, real freedom? Of course. I want it to be a culture-shifting moment in this country. I want the George Floyd Policing Act passed so consequences like this for officers who kill civilians becomes the norm. Sorry, Las Vegas Raiders. The sigh of relief y'all tweeting about? Nah, we don't feel that. In fact, I was trying to find the words to match my feelings yesterday, and all I kept thinking in my mind was, I'm so used to injustice that I don't even know what justice feels like, Okay. You know, I, I just that's just how I felt, you know, so I had to do what I always do in situations where I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. I had to look to our ancestors. OK, Malcolm X. All right. Listen to what Malcolm had to say. If you stick a knife in my back nine inches and pull it out six inches, there's no progress. Mm -hmm. You pull it all the way out. That's not progress. The progress is healing the wound that's below that the blow made. And they haven't even begun to pull a knife out, much less try and pull, uh, heal the wound. They, 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 people weren't ready. Let's hear, let's hear that one more time. Let me hear that one more time. If you stick a knife in my back nine inches and pull it out six inches, there's no progress. Mm -hmm. You pull it all the way out, that's not progress. The progress is healing the wound that's below that's a low mm -hmm. made. And they haven't even begun to pull a knife out, much less try and pull, uh, heal the wound. That's what it is. Malcolm's right. The knife is still in us. It was it was just in us a little deeper. Yesterday it moved a little, just a, just a little. But the knife is still there until that knife is pulled all the way out and the wound is treated and healed and something is put in place the way that never happens ever again. None of us can breathe easy. Please let Remy Ma give the Las Vegas Raiders the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker. Are you dumb? All right. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that donkey today. Mm-hmm. Up next is Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call Yee now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. What, 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 what you want to know? Baby mama issues? Need some words of wisdom? Call up now for Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Yee. Keep it real. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? It's Dun Dun. Oh, boy. Dun Dun. What's your Dun Dun. What's Dun good, Dun Dun? Where are you? South Carolina, man. I got a question for you. <laughs> okay. I just want to see him kind of Charlamagne the envious, but uh, me and my homeboy, all right, we, we fell out. <laughs> Hold on. Let me take my headphones off. I heard me and my homeboys. Go ahead. Go. I'm, I'm trying to see, like me and my homeboy, we fell out. I'm trying to see if I should call the quiz on the friendship. We've been friends for about 20 years, and it's like, we've been falling out too much lately, man. He's become real sensitive, and I'm like, I don't know what I should do. He's sensitive? What did you say to him? There's little things. Like, he's a comedian. He wants to be a comedian. He's a big Charlemagne fan. He's a big Charlemagne a bunch of times. All he talks about is, yeah, 
I know Charmaine. This, uh, if you want to be a comedian, like I moved across the country because he needed help to become a comedian. I, I get with him and it's like he's just not trying, not trying, not saying things like, man, stop writing Charlamagne and be a comedian and go out there and grind for it. Like, I'm being mean to him. You're being mean to him by telling him to stop writing and go out there and get it? Yeah. What's wrong with riding like, my I don't, know many, I don't know how many times I can take him by, but I, can't, I don't know how many times I can take it. Like, what should I do? We like brothers, but it's like, what should I do? Man, people, get, people do get sensitive, though, when it comes to their work, right? Because I don't know if that's the most constructive advice. Stop riding his and go out there and get it. <laughs> hey, you know, that's not constructive. You know, comedian Chris Footman, his name, y'all took pictures together. I made memes of y'all pictures together and all that, man. Like Chris Bookman? Chris Bookman? Comedian Chris Footman. Buttman? You met him in Boston. Y'all did a book time. Y'all took a picture. I made a meme of the picture. I say one of y'all look like y'all smell doo-doo, something like that. Yeah, I don't remember that, my brother. Here's the problem. You know what constructive help from your friend is? Yo, I see they doing this open mic. You should go sign up for it. That's constructive. I moved across the country to help it. I moved across the country. That's what I'm saying. And I get out here and then you get all sensitive for my constructive criticism. That's not constructive criticism. Stop riding Charlemagne's is not constructive criticism. It's every day all I got to hear is about beat. Yeah, you never know. And all this, all day, all day. Like, come on, I don't want to Look, let your friend ride Charlemagne's Maybe you want to jump on, too. Okay, can I can I do a peace offering and then offer him a call and let Charlemagne say, hello, how you doing? Is my peace offering that he's a big Charlemagne fan? Yeah, I, I, I'll call him for you, Let's King. call him right now in three-way. Do that for me, man, the peace offering. Call, yeah, call him, call him right now. Call him right now. Let's do it. Uh, hold on. What's his name? Chris Butman. Chris Butman, all right. Footman, Footman like a foot. Oh. Chris Footman. And what's your name? Dun Dun. Dun Dun, okay. You better okay. make this couple back together. You better put this couple back together. <laughs> it's the Come decision. On, oh. I got hey, you. Call, call him. Now. Are you calling him? Why are you still I'm here? Call to get, him. I got to get maybe iPhones. You know, good iPhones. Come on, hurry up. <laughs> you better put this couple back together. You better make sure that they can go back out and hang out with each other. You better do what you're supposed to do. Bro, mm-hmm. right? I'll leave a message. I'll leave a message. I'll leave a message. To send an SMS notification, press five. Oh my God. I'm going to leave a message. He don't have no voicemail. Thank you for calling. Goodbye. Damn. I was going to leave a voice message. Call back. He's going to leave a voice message. He really don't mess with you that his voicemail hung up on you. Call That's back. What I'm saying he do sensitive stuff like that. We've been boys since 15. I put him on his. Done, done. Done, done. Call, call, we did everything together. Call back and let me leave a voice message for him. Let me try. <laughs> he not messing. He turned it. He changed his number. Nah, he got the same number, but he got me blocked. Oh, All right, my let, God. Right, what's the number? Bro? I'm going to try to call him from here. Pass yeah. me a pen. There's more call to this story. Call him. Y'all call him. He'll answer for y'all. What's the number? Mm hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Nah, f- oh my god. All right, let's see what happens. Don't say nothing, Dun Dun. Not- <laughs> ah, shit, he got us black too. At least we can leave a message because I'm sure it just says 105. It's my piece of them. That's all I'm going to do. If they don't, if they don't, Dun Dun, shut up. It's just a phone ringing. He could talk. Please leave your message for oh. eight message. Nine. 
Sorry, mailbox is full. Damn. To send an ah. SMS notification. Uh, he better check his messages. It could have been some bookings in there. Now, Charlamagne, right. what would you say to the young yeah, man if he left a voice message? Guys, Charlamagne, what would you say? Damn. Um, I probably would have told Chris, you know, this is why you gotta, this is why you gotta use condoms, cause you know when you have unprotected sex with people, it drives them nuts, and Dun Dun going crazy right now. <laughs> I'm listen. I, if y'all a couple, I'm happy for you, but you know, this is why you gotta nah, use condoms. Well, done, done. I, I wish y'all the best. If Listen, if it's meant to be, it'll be. You know, when you let something go, if it comes back to you, it's yours. You know what people I'm looking at I'm looking at his page right now. Let's see. He was Charlamagne Freak, man. Does he have a, uh, is he a rapper? Does Is he called Young Doodoo? <laughs> Young Doodoo? Yeah, he did a song called Young Doodoo because he's a comedian. That's what he do. Well, I'm going to Doodoo right now. <laughs> Love Bye, you, man. Chris. Appreciate you, King. <laughs> Love you. Oh, wow, look, he's definitely taking subs at him. God removes people from your life because he heard conversations that you didn't hear. Mm. All right, well, ask me. Right, 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? This is Renee. Hey, hey, Renee, what's your question for ye? So, ye, I've been dating this guy for going on four years, mm. and he's still legally married. Wow. And I've been trying to get him to get this divorce, but for whatever reason, he's coming up with excuses. I know divorces are expensive, but when COVID first hit, he got his unemployment checks. He was like $800 a week. And that was going off like three months. And do you know when he bought with those checks, instead of getting a divorce, he bought a four-wheeler. Wow. So I'm like, should I keep fighting in this relationship or should I just let it go? I think you need to give him an ultimatum and you need to give him a deadline for when this has to be in motion because it's not fair to you. You know, that's a long time to still be married. And I'm sure, is, is marriage something that you're thinking of? I am. Whenever I talk about it, he's like, oh, you're pressuring me to marry you. And that's not the dick style. I don't want to be in a relationship with someone's husband for the rest of my life. Right. And the other thing is this. You have to make sure that you guys have goals that align. If his goal is not to one day marry you, but your goal is, yes, I want to be married, then... It's not fair to you. It can't just be about what he wants. It has to be about what you want also. So I would say, right. look, you have to get this in motion. I need you. Has he even contacted a divorce attorney or anything? I'm the one who always does it. I try to find divorce lawyers. He calls, gets a price, and says that's too expensive. I've even offered to up the money for him, and he just pay me back in installments. Because, you know, I love this guy and I'm willing to help, but he refused to do that. So, and this girl hasn't been, hasn't been together for five years. They're both in different relationships. He has other kids since they've been married. Like, so I don't know what to do. Yeah, it sounds like he's just being lazy. And I'm surprised that she doesn't want to also get this expedited. Yeah. And divorce doesn't like, have to be expensive. Like, you can also get a mediator. 
especially if they agree on, okay, you keep your stuff, I keep my stuff, we keep it moving, because it feels like that's how they're living life already anyway. Right. He just priorities are so out of whack. Like, he doesn't have a driver's license. He, <laughs> like, has tickets out the ass. Like, it's so much going on. He still lives in his mom's house. I moved out and got my own place, and he's trying to move back in. But I'm like, no. Girl, what are you doing? He don't got no driver's license. He lives with his mama. He's still married. He got a bunch of kids. Like, and I'm 26. I just turned 26 Monday, and he's 32. I kind of want better for you. I'm not going to lie. I know you said you love him. (laughs) But don't you want somebody that you're a priority for them, that got their stuff together, that has ambitions? Yes, but over these four years, I just been trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. But I'm just getting tired of that. Yeah, I think you'll be fed up. And I don't see this uh, unless he takes control of his life. And sometimes we enable people because we allow them to keep on doing things, right? And he doesn't feel the pressure to actually get his life together because you're still with him. You still love him. You're going to be there. Right. And so maybe it's time for you to say, this is not what I want in my life. And if he doesn't get it together, then you won't be there anymore. Because I think he's taking it for granted that... You can complain about things, but you're not going nowhere. Yeah, and that's the thing. I've always been a deadline, but it's like he doesn't take me seriously. I always give it need to know how to be more secret and really, you know. And I don't want to make him do it because if he doesn't want to do it, I'm not going to make him do it. I'm just going to leave. I mean, you can't keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over again because you're getting the same results. And now it's time for you to take action of your own life and do something different. And that's something right. different might be sticking to that deadline and doing better for you. And look, maybe he'll come around and maybe he'll get his life together. and Maybe he'll realize, OK, she's really leaving me. I got to do something and take action. That's the best case scenario. Worst case scenario is he'll just be with the next chick doing the same thing to her. Right. All right. I'm sorry. I know it's not what you want to hear. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But I wish you the best of luck, man. I hope that either you find the right person or he gets his life together. But I will tell you, you can't stay there and go down with him. Right. I do appreciate your advice. All right. Good luck. Thank you. All righty. Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. Now we got rumors on the way? Yes. And Lizzo, she posted an unedited picture of herself. In the nude online, and we'll tell you why she's doing that. Also, find out who's shooting their shot at Lizzo now as well. All right, we'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Now, earlier we had reported that the uh, memorial for DMX is going to be at the Barclays and that Swiss Beats has asked Kanye West to appear, according to page six. They also said that it will be open to the public, but the NYPD is saying that's not true. It's not open to the public. Mm. Just the FYI, because of COVID restrictions. I think a lot of people are flying in for it as well. That's crazy. Well, well, he has a private one, too. This is the public one. So. No, I mean, for the public one, oh, people wanted to come, you know, come see. Turn around. Right. Mm. So I'm not sure how they're making it open. Maybe you have, I'm, I'm sure you can still go for certain family members and yeah. close people, but everybody can't go. Just a FYI. Hope you got travel insurance. <laughs> you, mean, you can catch that flight in. All right. Now let's talk about the Kobe Bryant uh, deal with Nike. 
We told you guys yesterday that Vanessa Bryant revealed that Nike and their the Kobe Bryant estate and family have not come to a new agreement. Mm-hmm. So now Kobe Bryant would be a free sneaker agent. And so while it's not clear what the next steps are for the estate, they said there was a strong indication that came on Tuesday as the Bryant family has filed for trademarks on footwear and apparel for a number of different logos and terms associated with Kobe Bryant, his career, and his family, and Gianna Bryant as well. So some of the trademarks are Play Gigi's Way and the number two with the heart around it. That was Gianna Bryant's number. Mamba and Mambasita, Baby Mambas, the Mamba logo. Uh, Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant signature, Little Mambas, Mamba, Mamba League, and things like that. So it looks like they might be planning to do something on their own. And Nike had come under some fire for how they handled the merchandise after Kobe's passing. Uh, They had very small quantities of his shoes or jerseys available only through their sneakers app. What was available was typically swallowed up by resellers that then uh, actually put them on the secondary market with huge markups. Yeah, they do that on all their sneakers, though. Right. Not just Kobe. Every I feel like every dope release that comes out is small quantities. Resellers get them, and then the price shoots up. Yeah, but maybe for this particular case, they want to make sure it's available for Kobe fans mm-hmm. and not at these exorbitant prices. All right, now on lip service, Devon Franklin was on, and he was asked about Derek Jackson and what his thoughts were on everything that Derek Jackson was saying. Because you know, Devon Franklin has a new book out, Live Free. And he talks a lot about relationships, and obviously, you know, he's married to Megan Good, and so a lot of that comes from his own experiences. He talks about celibacy, and a lot of times people give advice, and then if things don't go perfectly for them, it comes back to bite them in the ass. Well, here is what Devon Franklin had to say about Derek Jackson. The whole thing with Derek Jackson, hmm. the truth of the matter is, every man is an imperfect messenger because I'm still a man. And so, yes, I have ideas and thoughts and I live by those as best I can, but I also understand the internal struggle of being a man and it's not easy. And so when I saw with that Derek Jackson thing, my thing was like, woe unto any man that just takes a position about this is what women should do without any understanding of saying, hey, yeah, I think that this is what women should do, this is what men should do, but like, I'll be honest, we're all gonna figure this thing out. So he actually gave him some grace in his explanation of what he thinks. Yeah, I think the problem is he was portraying himself like he was perfect, like he right? was holier than thou. And then when he gets caught up, it's like, bro, you, you've been preaching all this for years, how perfect you are and how everything is so this and that. And and he was going in on people. Yeah, every everybody deserves grace, but that don't mean that he deserves to continue to make money doing what he was doing because who's going to believe him? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not buying what he's selling anymore. He's a fraud. At all. All right, now Lizzo has posted some nude, unedited selfies, and she said, Welcome to Taurus season. To celebrate, I want to give you all this unedited selfie. Now, normally I would fix my belly and smooth my skin, but baby, I wanted to show you how I do it all natural. I'm excited to be partnering with Dove and the Dove Self-Esteem Project, which is helping to reverse the negative effects of social media and changing the conversation about beauty standards. Let's get real, y'all. I'll never forget when Dramos tried to holler at Lizzo and Lizzo called him an F-boy. That didn't happen. (laughs) I'll never forget that. She did call you an F-boy. That did, did. That part happened. Mm. All right. Now, Chet Hanks, in the meantime, right. is trying to <laughs> holler at Lizzo. He posted and said, at Lizzo be eating, because that's her name. If it don't work out with Captain America, I'm here, baby. White boy summer. Captain Jamaica. Drop one of clues bombs for Captain Jamaica, damn it. You can't get Captain ja- America, but you can get Captain Jamaica. Chet Hanks. What accent is that, man? Safari. <laughs> <laughs> 
man. Well, that is your rumor report. A lot of people shooting their shot at Lizzo, though. Let's see who she ends up giving the chance to. You going to try again, Dramos? What was your game when you hollered at her, Dramos? What I wasn't say? hollering at her. What happened? We did an interview and she was uh, she called me an f boy. I think she was flirting with me. Nah, nah, nah. Now did she call you an f boy? She's just a great judge of character. Sound very flirtatious. She's just a great judge of character. You followed at numerous people up here. You Hollywood. You hollered at uh, Jason from Hollywood a lot. That never yeah. happened. Nope. You Lizzo. Lizzo. No. The no. other young lady. What's the other young lady name? No. E, the Puerto Rican. Oh my girl, Denise. Denise. Don't, don't you got a girlfriend, bro? I didn't holler at her. Charlemagne. Y'all yeah, yeah, yeah. get on the radio every right. day and be lying to these Don't people, you got a girlfriend? Right? I do have a girlfriend. That's why I didn't holler at nobody. Uh, wow. Okay. Oh. Denise is popping, though. She's from Las Bravas, that YouTube series. So is Jason from Hollywood a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You dropping the ball, bro. You could have you been with some ballers. Bert. What's wrong with you guys? Fixed your career right up. All right. What's wrong with my career? Damn. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> He's right here with us. You know something I don't know? What happened? What's wrong with my career? Okay. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else in Dixie Zone. <laughs> Tell him get back away from your life drama. He don't know your life. How dare he disrespect you in your career like that? <laughs> Let's go. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Our Audible pick of the day is Half Light, a fantastic Atlanta-based story about sisterhood and love from best-selling author Tyeri Jones. Your first 30 days of Audible Plus are free. Sign up at audible.com slash breakfast club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. I'm just letting y'all guys know that I'm going to Human Resources after the show. Uh, today, somebody sent me a picture of... Uh, a, a guy with no shirt on wearing boxer briefs and on the back of the boxer briefs, what did it say, Dramos? I don't know. Well, let's, <laughs> tell, let, let's, let, know. Let, let's tell the whole story. Dramos right, was in here and Dramos said that Red Man doesn't look like he's as in good a shape as Method Man. Right. And Dramos goes, yo, Method Man looks really good. He looks younger than he did 20-something years ago. He did say that. You know what I mean? Which I think is perfectly okay to say. And then yes. he was like, he kept going. Like, Dramos was like, I nah, going. he's like hot. Like met the man, he was saying met the man is sexy. He didn't say I, sexy, but he was just like he said hot. He was like, yo, you I just, didn't say that. He, he hot, say like that. you know what I mean. I'm There's like, what? Damn liars. Which man. is fine. That's fine. You give that brother, give that brother his see, love. This is the problem right here. This toxic masculinity right here. I'm sitting here just trying to compliment this man. Y'all making it something else. Mm. I'm, I'm with you. I think he deserves okay? all the compliments. Shout out to oh I'm done. But now to explain the picture that just came through. That was that was. I just sent that picture. Oh yeah. Y'all are some fools, man. All right, guys. All right. All right, well, this is getting awkward and uncomfortable. For who? Uh, we got a shout-out to uh, Tez for joining us this morning, and uh, also Sharita and Tara, cousins of George, George Floyd. Floyd. They're not and just they George Floyd's cousins. they also run the George Floyd Foundation. And they yes. also run the foundation. They're the directors of the George Floyd Foundation. And salute to Tez, man. Make sure you check out the Straight Shot No Chaser podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. Tez Lynn, uh knows no other way to deliver it to you other than straight. Mm-hmm. All right, and when we come back, we got the positive note, so it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Yes, happy Wednesday. And I do want to say I'm excited to say that my press juices are back in effect. Mm -hmm. So during Fresh Juice, we had to restructure some things, and then during the pandemic, uh. things took a lot longer than we anticipated. But I'm really excited about it. Somebody already left a comment and said they tried the juices at Envy's car show. Mm -hmm. uh, last time, and they're excited that they're back too. So I'm happy to say, Drink Fresh Juice is back in effect. Well, hopefully, you bring some of them juices to the car show this year, July 3rd in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Yeah, press juice, that's that's got to be big business right now because during the pandemic, when you used to go into these juice bars, mm -hmm. they wouldn't make fresh juices, they would only give you press juices. Right. Ju juices already in the bottle. 
Right. No, uh, I just bar was open. Yeah, I just bar was open. It was doing well. Yeah, oh, okay. we, were, we were making juices, but this is really for people like if you want to do a detox, because mm-hmm. with the juices in the juice bar, you have to drink those pretty much right away or within a couple of hours. These you can put in the fridge, you can store them. Um, they're good for up to two months, and it's all 100% juices, nothing else added to it, no added sugar, no added water, nothing. So all just apple, lemon, ginger, watermelon, pineapple, whatever it says is in the juice. That's all it is. Organic, non-GMO, vegan. That's right. All right. Well, you got a positive note, Charlemagne? Yes, the positive note comes from George Bernard Shaw, man. Uh, George Bernard Shaw once said, a life spent making mistakes is not only more honorable, but more useful than a life spent doing nothing. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? 